And we are live. Hey guys, welcome to the Superhero Cuts podcast where we talk about things Marvel, DC, and Star Wars. It's your boy Stevie Hayes, per usual, joined by my co-host Comic Cuts. How you doing, my brother? I'm What's doing well. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing terrible, man, because these DC fans got me pissed off. Yeah. Um, so we're, we're going to we're going to get into that. Just want to say before you do anything, please like, subscribe, and ring the notification bell so you know when we post. We're posting every day at per usual, so we're always here. Okay, so um, we're going to talk about two things that piss me off. One with the Spider Verse crap that we're going to address, and we're going to talk about the Flash first. Okay, okay, so we're going to do a little Flash spoiler review because obviously we saw it like almost a month, a month in advance. So now we can finally talk about how good this movie was. Okay, yeah. so let me just say this, man: Ezra Miller was amazing as the Flash. The speed force in this movie was perfect. It was better than what the Flash TV show ever did, okay? It was freaking terrifying seeing the speed force. It actually was kind of weird seeing it happen. Um, I think that Sasha Cow as Supergirl was amazing. I think Zod was amazing. I think almost every part of this film was amazing. Were there parts that were kind of weird? Yeah. But, I mean, all in all, this was a pretty good movie. Um, I don't, like, I don't really think there's a lot of weaknesses in the film. Um. But I, I love the idea. I love the way that the Speed Force was portrayed in the Flash movie. That was actually one of my highlights of the film. Just seeing how that all went together, and the fact that they didn't use the Reverse Flash as the villain, and the villain was really just Barry to me was even better. Um, so yeah, yeah. I, I and I would have loved to have seen Reverse Flash in this. Um, you know, actually, I can't even say that because the truth is, is that, you know, going into this movie, I was never really a big Flash guy. You know, I, I didn't watch that much of it on the CW. Um, and this movie, like, sold me on Flash as a character. And, and I think that speaks to, I, listen, I read a lot of comics and for a movie to get me to want to die, like this movie was so great because it made me want to learn more about the Flash. So I started reading Flash comics after the first go around and they've been great. I, I've been watching the Flash show. I'm like, you know, give me more of the Flash. That was awesome. And, you know, I don't think it would have had that effect if it were the reverse Flash. But after diving further into the Flash as a character and in his mythos, you know, reverse flash. Like if I had to pick a villain for the next one, I would love to see reverse flash. Um, you know, uh, listen, this movie was, it, it took a lot of risks. And, and I know I said that on our non-spoiler review. And what I meant about that, like having the main, you know, character play against a parallel version of himself where they're, so contrasted and you know like that's never been done before and i know you know some people probably the same camp as uh, mr freeze is the villain and the same people who said not to recast uh t'challa are also gonna say well you know we saw no way home we've seen the spider verse so like yeah we have no you never seen the actor the main actor play two different versions of himself as himself. That was crazy. And it's never been done. Um, 
you know, it, obviously the theme of the movie was very similar to No Way Home. And, you know, like you can't mess with time. There are certain things you can't undo. And as a hero, there are things that you're going to have to give up and and it's not going to be easy. And I think that Barry Allen learned a very similar lesson as Peter Parker did in No Way Home. And it's pretty crazy that we're experiencing this as a fandom. You know, the multiverse has become the hottest topic in the game, bar none, in the comics, in the movies, in the TV shows. It's everywhere. And I think The Flash is one of the best entries into, you know, the multiverse trend. Um, And it's crazy that we live in a time that the DC, I think, has a better multiversal movie than the MCU. I think this movie was better than No Way Home. And I know a lot of people are going to complain about me saying that as well. But I also think we've reached a breaking point with No Way Home. I think we've reached a breaking point because, and I've said this before, Listen, I love No Way Home. It's a fun movie. I, I love going back to it. But the truth is, and I love The Dark Knight too, and The Dark Knight suffers from that this as well. There are kind of like cheap gimmicks that a lot of people overrate a movie on. And I, yes, it fit into No Way Home with the cameos. But the truth is, is that a lot of people, I think, overrate No Way Home because of the cameos, you know, people were so excited to see Toby and Andrew. I get it. I, I was too. But the truth is that made people overrate, overhype the movie. I think Dark Knight, Heath Ledger dying made people overrate Heath Ledger. And, you know, I, I think we're at a time where people are starting to move away from the awe that was the after effect of No Way Home. People are revisiting it. They're like, okay, listen, it's a great movie. I don't know if it's as good as I originally said. Uh, I think The Flash is going to stand the test of time. I think people are going to watch this movie and they're going to, you know, two, three years down the line from now, they're going to be like, yeah, that shit was really hard, man. That was a really good movie. Andy Muschietti took big risks. Ezra Miller delivered on The Flash. And, um, you know, obviously, we have to talk about the fact that most fans, not most fans, but uh, it would seem most people on Twitter are hating on this movie unfairly. And you know what? I don't think they've seen the movie. I don't buy it. You know why I don't buy it? Like I said last week, DC fans on Twitter have big mouths and small wallets. And if all the people that are saying The Flash was a shitty movie saw The Flash, The Flash would have done 100 mil, not 55. I agree. I agree. Um, and as I said, man, it's, it's funny because a lot of people want to want to want to you know be Andrew Garfield Avengers and and stand for Tasm but a lot of but let's not remember that when Tasm 2 came out we all hated it everyone yeah. hated yeah. the amazing Spider-Man 2 everyone hated Spider-Man 3 but now all of a sudden everyone wants to cape for Tasm 2 when people use this the best one of the greatest Spider-Man movies of all time when it and first came out no one liked Tasm and, and it's going to be hilarious when when this movie is released digitally and when these idiots can sit down and actually watch the movie from a, from a practical standpoint and not from any other narrative of Zack Snyder or what well, well, whatever 
They're going to be like, yo, this movie is amazing. And I'm, we're going to be laughing two, three years from now when it's freaking talked about. But You, but you won't cool, be man. able to find them. You won't be able to find them. I agree. Them. The same way you can't find the people that hated on Robert Pattinson being casted as Batman. You can't find those people today. Exactly. Exactly, man. And and with and with DC, it's a common denominator because because and this is why I respect Star Wars fans more than more than any other fandom because even though the people hated Star Wars, uh, the freaking sequel trilogy, everyone that trashed on it at least watched it. They at least went to go see the movie. And I and and as a as a comic book fan, right? I feel that like as a fan of comic book movies and comic books and and you know Marvel DC Star Wars Harry Potter Game of Thrones all that I feel like I'm going against my fandom when I don't go and support those films and this and this is all I'm saying right if you want to trash the flash like cool like I will I will I will debate you well whatever but at least watch the freaking movie bro like a, a, a lot of people have a lot of comments about the flash and haven't seen the movie and like for example Venture, right? Venture thinks that the Flash is mid. I have no problem with him thinking that, but you know why? Because bro saw the movie. You know what I mean? So that's just where, like, my shoes. I, I I can't stand when, well, when I, people I, give opinions, but they but they haven't experienced it. If, if if the Flash isn't your cup of tea, that's totally fine. Now I now I now I now now I think that the Flash handled the multiverse in a very simple way. I think it was very. I think it was more understandable than Multiverse of Madness and. People love talking about No Way Home, bro. We don't even know how, how Spider Man and them got there. It was just mad random, you know, the way that the way that that happened. It wasn't even explained. Like with the Flash, the multiverse was explained in a very simple way. I think a lot of people, I, I think where a lot of people's problems stem from is the VFX issues. And and Andy lied. Like I think it's capped when he said that we are supposed to view them that way. I think that was just an excuse because I think that. Warner Bros. just left off of the film after all of the Ezra stuff. That's what I think happened. They just stopped caring. Um, and they just released it the way it is. But yeah, I don't I don't like most of the critiques that I've heard after after yeah, Supergirl was awesome, and I hope that we see her in the uh DCU. But most of the critiques that I heard of the Flash has come from the VFX and those type of things, not really the actual plot of the movie because the movie's not bad like yeah and it's, it's more people's opinions a, a, a adventure i'm about to drop the uh the uh link bro so if you have time bro you can hop in and talk to us if you want so i and i hope venture does join us because and i know i'm gonna get criticized for this also but i also i i, I find it hard to believe that you watched this movie and didn't like it you honestly did not like the movie. I think it was a really good movie. I don't think it was like anything, you know, so abstract. Like, I, I think this was a movie that was for, if you are signed up to see any kind of superhero movie, like, you should have enjoyed this movie. Uh, you know, and I just don't, I don't like that there's a lot of fans that, have, there's some guy on Twitter. His name's Unbiased Snyder fan, and it's like so <laughs> ironic. Like, dude, yeah, there's no such thing as a Snyder fan these days that isn't biased. And I'm a Snyder fan, but I'm not part of that crowd that's like hoping a movie's bad because it wasn't good. And by the way, you know what the the best part about these Snyder fans are? So my boy, the cultured nerd, shared something. He shared that James Gunn and Peter Safran 
were actually working to bring Zack Snyder back to DC. This is fact. After Zack Snyder's contract with Netflix was termed, meaning ended over, you know, he obviously has to finish his contract. So they wanted to do right by the fans. They saw there's a lot of fans that really like Zack Snyder's movies. I'm one of them. I get it. But what happened was DC and WB saw the way these fans treated James Gunn. Fire James Gunn every day. Go on Twitter today. Search Fire James Gunn. They're still saying it. They're like, why the hell are we going to reward these fans? We could have a successful DCU. And no disrespect to Zack Snyder, I'm sure they like Zack Snyder. Zack Snyder's a great guy. He's a respectful guy. I'm sure James Gunn and Zack Snyder talk, get along, probably have dinner from time to time. You know, but they're like, we don't want this negative yeah. backlash every time we put out a movie. And, yeah. and if and we it, bring it, Zack Snyder, hold on. And if we bring Zack Snyder back, all we're doing is inviting this negativity back into every time we make a movie. We make Flash. They're going wild on Twitter. We make Green Lantern. We're going wild on Twitter. So they just want to move as far away from Zack Snyder as they possibly can because they see moving away from Zack Snyder, moving away from this negative, toxic fan base. And I hate using that word toxic because it's become so corny, but there's no other word for it. Yeah. And and if and like and if the box office wasn't affected, that wouldn't be the problem. And like honestly, I mean, if if we're to be real, this movie really means nothing in the grand scheme because the DCU don't start as a Superman, you know, legacy. But in like, right. I just feel like the Pattison effect is is going to happen again, where people hated Pattison. Then when he came out, everybody was, you know, on that on the, that yeah. side. Because I because I really do firmly believe that James Gunn's DCU is going to surpass Marvel in so many ways. Like. I, I really think that a lot of people are going to be really surprised when they see when they see how good Superman thinks he is. And also, uh, Venture, my brother, I agree. I think that the movie is really good. I think that the I think that the story was well done. Now, I have seen the movie like four to five times, so I have seen some lackings in the story. But like, I mean, I think that like I think that the pacing was very well well done in. In in uh the Flash movie, and to me the movie goes by kind of fast, which I think is a good thing. Um, but anyways, but yeah, bro. So yeah, man, I I I I do think that this is going to be viewed like Tasm. As I said, a lot all the fans hated Tasm when it first came out, including me. I still don't like Tasm two. You know, Tasm two was hated to the to the gills, and yet you know, it's it's just funny how after No Way Home, when Andrew Garfield gets redeemed in this movie, everybody goes back into Tasm. So. That's yeah. that's that, that's how I feel about it, man. Um, um so um, let, let, let the hate happen, you know, it happens, but to me, these movies don't matter because we're gonna have to eat more trash because you know why? Blue Beetles coming out, which should be all right, but it's not gonna make any money in theaters. And then by I, the way, we, sorry, I keep doing that. What's up? What's up? Go ahead. Oh, so I was gonna say, uh I, I wanted to address these three things before we move off the flash. Yeah, yo, oh yeah, yo, hold on, hold on. And then Aquaman 2, um, uh, it's still bad. <laughs> Aquaman two is apparently really bad, so uh, we're gonna have to eat some more trash before we go. Um, hey, come because let's uh, respond to venture before you get into that. He says to keep it a buck, Ezra just not for me. And bro, I I respect that, and I will be a hundred percent honest. And uh, Comicus and I said this last episode: if they're done with Ezra after this, we don't like we're totally fine with that because you could find a better act to play Barry Allen. 
We we have yeah. both agreed on that. But the issue is that a lot of people aren't even giving this movie a chance. And yeah. that's where I have a problem with fandom. Like I like Comicus knows I'm not the biggest Ezra fan. Like if, yeah, if you I, I'm not videos, we we have never we have never been Ezra Miller Flash fans. We I, just like him in this movie. We think that right. Andy Muschietti is the reason why this movie was good, not Ezra Miller. You know, and I I think that has a lot, you know, to say about the film itself. Ahead, so bro. I also I also think, you know, listen, if you're not seeing this movie over Ezra Miller, like I get that. I, I totally get that. Um uh, you know, I, I almost didn't, but uh, I, I can't not see a movie. Um, anyway, like, yeah, I, so I get that. Um, but I think also, and like, people are going as far as like taking some really cheap shots at this movie. Um, n- number one, with babies, like, oh my God, the babies were falling and the babies didn't. A, some people are saying the babies didn't look realistic. Would you prefer if they drop actual babies from a building? Like, would that made you happier? So, number two, um, and like, oh, there was a baby in a microwave, like, dude, it's a superhero movie. Any save the babies, like get over it. It was a great opening scene. That was one of the best comic book opening scenes, like of all time. Yeah. The, and, and literally watching the justice, League, like you're literally watching the, you're really watching the justice league in the opening scene of the movie. I mean, yeah, I, I thought it was, yeah. it was super dope. Also, also, um, you know, the, Chris Reeves cameo people said that was disrespectful. I would like someone to explain to me how that was disrespectful. No, no, no. and no, but and and they they also said that the other guy because he killed himself. Uh, um, I forget his name, George Reeves, because he he didn't get any jobs after Superman, and so they were saying like um, DC was being disrespectful for putting him in the film. It might have been Chris Reeves, but I, everyone who was in the movie, I'm pretty sure they like actually had their permission like i know they had chris reeves estate's permission to put him in the movie and listen it, it, it's awesome to have your own cameo in a movie and people want that yeah, all Nicholas these actors was want awesome, that. by the way like awesome yeah cameo. so so you know you're saying it's disrespectful but the actors are saying it's a privilege so yeah, like exactly you know stop trying to stick that stick up your ass any further and pull it out <laughs> Uh, exactly. All right. So hold on. Daniel's hot topics, dude. The movie was awesome, but I'm afraid since it's bombing at box office, it won't get a sequel. Daniel, I I will be completely completely honest, bro. I don't think this movie needs a sequel. Like I, I think it's fine to end here because James Gunn is building something new. And honestly, bro, like um, that way. is why the ending was changed. You know, because it was originally going to be Michael Keaton and Supergirl in in the courthouse scene, and that scene was going to lead to the Batgirl movie. But since the Batgirl movie got scrapped, obviously they changed at the ending. So I honestly am fine with it just ending here. You know, they like the, the movie's out. This movie and Aquaman are going to close out the the original DC EU. I have no problem with that. You know, I like even if this movie was that good. I mean, I really don't want Ezra as my future. Yeah, movie. yeah. And the other thing on that ending was I think that's why they used George Clooney. Yeah, it was a troll to say like right. you're not going to see him again. Like, yeah, the last like time obviously George Clooney is not the DCU Batman, and that was their way of saying like, "This is over. It's a wrap. Uh, get ready for the DCU." And they want to say goodbye to all of the haters. So 
you know, all you guys online keep complaining about DC, DC. You'll yeah, they're trying to, to make changes. They're trying to yeah. make changes. And like fans and fans like you guys have to understand, right? They scrapped the backer, which I think was a super idea. I think they they could have made little capital on it, at least put it on on uh, you know Max what they or something. But but I will but I will say this, guys. You gotta understand these people put millions of dollars, hundreds of millions of dollars in into these movies. They have to try to make a profit, so they're gonna put these movies out. I think it's stupid to even to even make a Blue Beetle movie, but these movies have to be put out. And the reality is this, guys. We got to eat this trash before we get to the good stuff, man. It's the same thing with Marvel. Like, Marvel right now is in a garbage state. I mean, <clears throat> I, and, and, and we're going to talk about this later on in the episode, so, so I don't want to get into uh, a tangent. But, prime example, no one's talking about Secret Invasion, like. No one is, you know, so like it's weird, but yeah, we gotta eat the trash till we get to the good stuff, and that's the sad reality about this whole DC thing. So, what's gonna happen is for the rest of the year, we are just gonna be hearing a bunch of DC is trash, DC is trash, DC is trash until we get a trailer with Robert Pattinson's Batman and we get a Superman legacy trailer. That's when DC is, is like gonna be back on the rise. So, you guys just um, prepare yourselves, man. It's it, it is gonna be a hard year. They should have taken all the DC fans who are complaining on Twitter and threw them off the building, and, and then they would have used real babies. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding, <laughs> dude. But it just—it's just like, it's just like the, it's just like that, like, I'll like, and this is where I be thinking, like, did these people watch like James Gunn's announcement and then understand like what's happening? Like these movies have to come out. Uh, Daniel's hot, hot topic said worst case scenario they would do a hard reboot, meaning they will throw out everything, meaning the multiverse would disappear it doesn't exist anymore so i do think that the multiverse is going to exist uh mostly uh mostly because of the fact that uh by, by the way Jalen, what, what's up homie uh yeah, what's good? I, I, I i'm pretty sure the, the multiverse is going to exist because they're making the batman elseworlds and i do believe that they're eventually going to try to um have batman like appear in some dcu content but yeah venture what's up homie yo what's good bro how what's y'all good, doing bro good how are you well, what, what is your what is your review slash reaction to the flash? Yeah, uh let's see. I think my official rating, I've only seen it once, so I think my official rating right now there would be like a six point five out of ten. Okay. Like I was so here's my thing. I'll I'll start with the positives because there are definitely positives. Like I'm not gonna completely trash the movie because it was <laughs> like so so I think my positives, like I said, for one, the storyline was definitely really good. I'm a huge Flash fan, so it's like the Flashpoint storyline is definitely something that's always going to be fun. Um, you know, I think regardless of who the actor is. So I thought the story was fun. I thought Keaton was a huge highlight of that movie as well. Like his, his action scenes, man, like those those were dope. Those are definitely awesome. Um, that was that was a lot of fun. I think Supergirl was another one, like I said, that was awesome as well. Like I, I wasn't really sure how I would feel like in terms of her, um, you know, being the actress for Supergirl and just like the persona they were trying to um, do with her. But they, I thought they pulled it off really well. Um, you know, so I think those things were really good about the movie. Now I, t- so negatives, negatives. <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna say the obvious, like the CGI, that's that all, all that crap. Like that's, that's the obvious, right? So I think my thing again was just with Ezra Miller. Like he just, he didn't sell me. He doesn't sell me as the Flash. Like I said, the biggest freaking pet peeve I have with this dude is his running. Like Lord Jesus, I, I oh my God, I, I can't, I can't with it. It just, it, it, it's like more of my biggest pet peeve. I don't know how to explain it, but it's just, it's so bad. That's or like his form, fair. 
It's fair. Yes. It's fair. His form no, is he's terrible. like, yeah, it's like clowny. It, it, yeah, he's like even, flailing he, his arms. They and legs. even roasted it after he uh, lost his powers. Yeah, I was gonna say. So that that specifically, that scene had me cringing so bad. Like that was the most cringe I felt that entire movie is where he lost his powers. I'm like, like y'all realize how stupid this looks, right? And like, yeah, actually, yeah that that was dumb. Grant Gustin has the best Flash run. His Flash run is and fire. Bro. That's what oh I'm saying. God. I really wish that he would take on the role of the Flash in um in movies. So no, 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 no. no. That but that okay. That's a, that's a whole separate conversation. That's a CW quality is not movie quality. Um, I, I mean, I agree. That's that's a hundred percent true. Yeah. But that's, you know, that, that's a whole other that. thing. I'm just, the sorry, other thing I, is I, like after watching it the first time and then reading Flashpoint. And understanding the gravity of the scene when you know Barry was in the chair in the Bat Cave and was like, "Do it again." That went so hard. That was my favorite scene throughout the entire movie. Mm, I disagree. I, so I disagree in the sense that I feel like again, but this is because I, I don't really mess with Ezra Miller and his acting as a whole. So I guess that's why I didn't mess with it. But literally, like yesterday, I went back and I watched um, Justice League, like the Flashpoint Paradox. Now, when you watch that and you see that scene, the same, pretty much the same bar for bar scene from across comics, um, across the animation and the movie, same scene. I, I felt like that went hard. And that was way more impactful. I just, like I said, I wasn't sold by Ezra. That's all. So I, I, I can see what you're saying, though. Yeah, but that makes yeah. sense, bro. I think that Ezra. I, that's it. I think that Ezra is a really. Bad, I don't think he's a. He. I don't think he's a good actor, but I do think that Ezra did a good job in this film. Um. And I, I, I really like the dynamic between him and uh him and his uh dop was his variant. I guess oh, his variant. By yeah, the way, um, you know, I, I, I'm sorry, it was funny. Go ahead, bro. Uh, you know, remember when the Oscars, the uh, I think it was 2021, the year of Zack Snyder's Justice League's uh, HBO Max release. Yeah. Remember, so what's funny is uh, going back to the you know Twitterverse, but they. The Oscars started this new thing. I'm pretty sure it was the first time that year they called it the cheer moment, which I think is such a bad name. I hate the word cheer, but I hate the Oscars altogether. So anyway, uh, but they had this cheer moment and it was like a new award and everyone had to had the opportunity to vote online. So it wasn't the Academy doing the voting and Ezra Miller's Speed Force scene in Zack Snyder's Justice League, won that Oscars cheer voting from internet voting. Mm -hmm. And I find it crazy that, which, listen, Adventure obviously is like a real fan, went and saw the movie, has like real criticisms of it, you know, still gave it a fair score. Um, So obviously there was still a good amount of the movie he did enjoy. Uh, But, you know, I find it funny that, a co- only two years ago, the last time we saw Ezra Miller's Barry Allen Flash, he was voted into an Oscar award, and now everyone online is claiming they didn't like the movie. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I've been hating on the Flash since the beginning. I mean, I, I hate it all, but and in, in, you know, I hate it all. Yeah, uh, Venture knows that too. Like me, me and Venture used to, like used to trash Ezra, and I still think that Ezra is a terrible Flash. I mean, there, there, there's no other way behind that. I just think that Andy. Point to him in the right direction. I think that's why the movie was was uh, so good, in uh, my opinion. That's so, fair. That's fair. Um, I, I think my other issue. 
the the ending i just it, it didn't do much for me either because like you have this dark you get to the point where it's like all right now dark flash is popping up on the scene i'm like all right bet is about to be dope we're gonna have this huge fight and it's gonna go down but it's like it, it, almost nothing happened. You have like the Dark Flash in, in the movie for about like a minute until he did. It was like an Easter egg. It was that, crazy. It, that, that, that really blew me because I'm like, all right, we've been building up to this the entire movie. Whereas like you start out with him pushing Barry out of the Speed Force and you come back, you know, Barry has a dream about him and he flashes up in the dream. That was crazy, by the way. That was a dope scene. That, like that was yeah. cool. And then now you finally get to the point where it's like, all right, we realize who Dark Flash is. It's the variant, you know, and him going back in time to try to stop things and continuing to pile up all this Kryptonian armor. I'm like, this is about to be a dope fight. But it's like yeah. nothing happened and it did not deliver on that. So that, again, that that was that's where it's like, meh, the movie was just like okay to me because like we were building up to this whole, you know, moment in the movie just for it to fall flat. So, you know, yeah, yeah, that's my thought. Let me ask you something else. Uh, so obviously you mentioned Grant Gustin, but if you had to pick an actor who is like a, a movie actor to be flash for the dcu do you know who you would pick and if so who nah i don't necessarily know who i pick again i i, I say grant because like as terrible as the flash got like that show got awful like god awful but it's worse than worse than arrow fell off because i'm watching wait, wait. it now oh yeah arrows fall off was kind of graceful but it wasn't as last fall off was worse yeah the flash was when way- did it get bad it got bad by like what season five, I think. Yeah, like, dude. Whenever yeah. um, what's his name came on uh, as the showrunner, Eric Wallace. Eric Wallace yep. destroyed that show, like absolutely yep. crushed it. So yeah. Arrow, Arrow gig is bad like season five after season six. Season, nah, season but, five was hot. I thought. Season yeah, no, no, but it gets yeah, good again. I, no, no, it gets no, I'm, good I'm again. Sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. When Arrow goes to jail, that's when I look. Yeah, saw. that's when it was like slower. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, but and, no, and then five, it gets fire in the end, but. Season yeah. five was definitely that was my favorite season of the Arrow. That was a great season. Yeah. But I, I will say, so I will say, ago. Arrow, peak Arrow and peak Flash was some of the greatest DC content I've ever seen in my life. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. absolutely. Like season yeah. one of the Flash, bro, unmatched. Like season yes. one with the Flash were dope. Those are great. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Um, I'm at yeah. the end of season two right now. I'm loving it. Oh, yeah, yes. sure, sure. Yeah, like I guess it's even better. It, it, it's, it's with me Grant it's like he does a great job as the Flash but he plays a great Barry Allen as well like he just he embodies what Barry, who yeah. Barry Allen is and that's just for me again Ezra Miller doesn't really do that for me whereas like I, I don't see him as Barry like realistically I just I can't see it Um, I guess as a Flash like he's okay but again I just feel like Grant's Gustin nailed it to a T like regardless of how bad that show got how bad the writing got it's like he did his best and his acting was just phenomenal so I agree. Right. I By agree. the way, um, I, and and I'm sure Stevie's got stuff on the docket, but I don't think we showed this comment, and I just want to touch on it real quick. Um, you know. By the way, so Daniel, oh, yeah. uh, I commented yeah. on that. Oh, you did. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. But hey, go ahead, though. I was yeah, going to say, yeah, the reboot is the best thing that could happen. You know, it, it, it every character to be brought in new fresh under someone like james gunn is a godsend james gunn is going to go down as one of the all-time greats as great as kevin feige if not even better uh you know this is a guy that reads comics that loves them uh he has the 
you know, experience under Marvel with multiple successful projects. He is the experience under Warner Brothers, so he knows what it's like working there. Um, and he he's only going to put people he's only going to hire people as directors, producers, actors that care about the integrity and canon accuracy to these characters and stories. And I, I can't stress it enough. You know, I, I think we're in for something really special with the DCU. And uh, unless anyone has anything else to say, I think we can move on. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with you there. Because let's be honest, DC has a bajillion more stories than Marvel does that are way better, way sur- like surpass the stories that Marvel tells, you know. And so it's like, if James Gunn can really, you know, bring that all together, because he could do this for years and years and years. So I, I do think... Right. That it could be something special if done right. But I definitely, I will say though, one thing as I hope they keep uh, Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman. That's that that I do hope they keep. I actually agree with that. I, I love Gal Gadot. Um, I think the criticisms of her are like entirely unfair, and um, you know it's kind of out of left field. But whatever. Uh, the other thing, by the way, I think that you know people don't think about is like DC's characters are much more traditional. In the sense of the world of superheroes, you know, more of them wear capes. Most of them have secret identities. Like when you look at just take Avengers one, like none of those characters have a secret identity. Only one of them wears a cape. Um, You know, so Marvel and DC are very different for as similar as they are. And, you know, but like they're very different. And, uh, you know, I just think that a lot of people don't even realize what's coming. Uh, and, you know, I think people are like, oh, well, James Gunn's just going to look at what Marvel did and copy and paste. Like, that's the whole point. That's exactly what he's not doing. Um, and, and that's one of the biggest reasons why I think it's going to be something special. Yep. Yeah. While we're sorry, go ahead, Steve. What's up? Um, while, while you and Brendan are here, I wanted to talk Spider-Verse. So ah. get your... So get your comment off, and then we can talk. Because there's a few things that I, I, I need to address and ask uh, you guys to hear your point of view. Yeah, no, um, I was going to say, if we're talking different differences, too, like just the tone in movies is way different, too. It's like, you know, DC is going to be darker than Marvel, like nine times out of ten, right? So it's like, with The Flash, I felt like there was a lot of like comedic comedic needs. They're like They were trying to be comedic just with like I felt like a lot of the comedy that was trying to be implement trying to be influenced into the movie, I just I wasn't feeling it, which was also a downside to me. Um, I feel like it just should have like kind of dark because it's a dark story, you know. So I just yeah. um, I thought say that again. I heard you lag uh, a little bit. Oh no, I was just saying like the comedy just you know it, that was like one of the things I didn't like about the movie either. What in the Flash? Yeah, in the Flash. The Flash. Yeah, yeah. yeah you, you didn't. You didn't like, like the comedy. Okay. Yeah. It didn't stick. It, it didn't stick. <clears throat> I felt like there wasn't really. There didn't need to be. You know, much comedy because it's a. It's a. Or it wasn't much. I comedy. thought it. I thought it was cool how it balanced the comedy and the seriousness of the movie. Like I was like laughing at one point, then I was getting teary eyed for Barry and his mother. Like yeah, that mom scene. Really, oh yeah, that broke. Yeah. that broke me. <laughs> I agree. For sure. I agree. Um, okay, so I want to hit this Spider Verse up, Darren. I just sent Darren the link too because he's the one that sent this BS to me earlier. So I, I wanted to uh, talk about this. 
because I, I know we have the 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 Craven trailer on the docket, but I, I really wanted to talk about this and hear you guys' opinion. So Darren sent a message. Uh, so I, I'm in the superhero group, group chat with like a bunch of my hometown friends, Jerry and Venture. I I, I gotta add you guys that chat. It, it it began lit. Um, Brendan's in it too. But the one thing, so yeah. um, one of our friends, Angel, said that the Craven trailer was fire, and he obviously got cooked in the freaking group chat because the trailer looks terrible. Okay. Um, and, I'm, I'm, and, glad, I'm the only one that thought that. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. L literally, no one's – and Jerry – I mean, know, sorry. The comic cuts thinks that the trailer's good, and I'm like, dude, you got – I like, bro, a lion's blood drips into him, and now he can talk to animals, bro. Like, and what you know, is this? had the accent. That, that's, that threw me, too. Yes. Like, accent, but he didn't. I'm like, this doesn't make sense. Exactly. I'm like, is this like Jungle Aquaman? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so – um, Brendan, Kate. So, Brendan, I know you said you don't trust Sony, uh, with anything, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So basically, what what Darren said was he said like, look, he was like, look, guys, Spider Verse is working. Oh, here he is. All right. So he 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 can state his case here. All right. Now that Darren's here, bro. Um. All right, Darren. Can you can you kind of explain what you said in the freaking group chat earlier about how Sony should just go all in with the animated stuff and how live action is just kind of like dying. Uh, live action is dying because there's not there's only so much you can do with live action unless you yeah. want to dump millions and millions and millions of dollars into CGI. That's um, one of the craziest takes I've ever heard. Agreed. I, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't like you I, are out of your mind. There has been two epic uh, animated movies that people ever ever rank in their top superhero movies. And everything else has been live action, and you're gonna say live action is dead. Are you out live of your mind? It's no, because you haven't. Nobody, nobody's been able to really tap into the potential of animated. Um, you know what? Somebody who studied animation for a solid year and a half. Um, I think there's some seriously crazy things that you can do that have not been done yet, uh, and that have not been discovered yet. However, so, when it comes to live action, it's just CGI. Everything is just CGI. There's I nothing mean, actually live action being done anymore. Are the Batman was all live action. Yeah. 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 That's great. You can continue to do live action stuff as much as you want to, but it's going to be same old, same old every single time. No. I remember not. the last time you were on here and I loved everything you said. And when Stevie said you were coming on just now, I'm like, oh, he's going to have some dope shit to say. And then you come on here with this. Yeah. That was the wildest <laughs> thing I heard in my life. So yeah. wait, so wait, 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 so wait, so wait, so you don't want Miles to come in live action, bro. No, they're just gonna ruin the character. Point point blank period. Like we we've we've had what the the video games and then now this animated series. So you have two iterations of Miles that people are already incredibly attached to, and now you want to introduce a third that is like different. You and, 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 and so and so this is something that I that that I actually have a video about that I was going to post, and the video basically talks about how the Spider-Verse has ruined Miles Morales for live action. I do think they should do a a, a, a live action Miles, and they will because it's going to be profitable. But I do think that a lot of people have very high expectations with this Miles Morales that we have seen in the PS5 Spider-Man and, and, um, and in the uh, Spider-Verse. And I do not believe that either of those Miles that we saw can be copied in into a into a live action i think it's darn near impossible to try to make a carbon copy of those miles uh morales that we saw and i do think that miles morales is going to get hated for, at least for a while um because of that 
You know who they need? They need a creative like Virgil Abloh to bring Miles Morales and his style and all the sauce that they have in the Spider-Verse movies into live action. I, I, I don't disagree that they've set a high bar. And, you know, I think, listen, I'm not, I hate musicals. I'll never watch them. But I do listen to some movie podcasts. And it seems that every, like most of these Disney live action remakes uh, it seems to be the common consensus every time they put one out is it doesn't really compare to the original. Um, and, and that's animation is obviously very outdated compared to the Spider-Verse movies. Um, you know, but like, I do think that they are going to bring Miles Morales into live action. Obviously they already said it. Um, I think it's going to be successful. I think it's going to be different. I think they know they have a big task on their hands Um you know, and I don't think like also, dude, think about it this way. You think they can't do something like No Way Home, but push the throttle even further and have, you know, Peter Parker bring Miles Morales into like throughout the from the multiverse or some crazy story like that. They're going to do some real crazy stuff. I, and here's the thing. I don't think the people making these movies aren't having aren't having the conversations that we're having right now. And I think those people are very talented. They're very creative. They're very smart. There's a lot of money involved in it. And I think they're going to make it happen. Yeah. Let me, let me chime in here real quick too. Hey, go ahead, bro. Back to, back to his original point where he's, he's thinking like, Oh, you could do so much more with animation than live action. This is true. Like you can do a lot more with animation, like just the Nate because of the nature of it. My thing is, and the biggest issue I think that comes with making live actions and I guess like transferring those is storytelling. Like you have to have good storytelling. And I think that's generally the biggest issue with these live action films is that they fail to miss the mark or they miss the mark on storytelling, right? And they focus on the wrong things. So yes, I agree that you could do so much more with animation, but as I feel like as long as you have the strong foundational story, I guess right casting as well, it's like live action still... I, I don't see it dying, so I, I disagree with your point there. I, yeah. I, I have to, I have to re- go back and disagree on that, too, because I think if you look at um, a lot of the, the, the most recent live-action superhero movies, a lot of them have really good premises. And I feel like, like the reason why example. they fall apart is because of production. Give me an example. Yeah, yeah, Nemo. For example... For example, uh, for No Way Home, had a lot of really good concepts, but during because it was during COVID, um, had to separate a whole bunch of different people. You have a, a lot of shots where people aren't even in the same frame. Um, so there's a limitation there as far as production. Um, the Flash had a whole production fiasco with the different, like everything going on with Ezra Miller, e- Ezra Miller and stuff like that. Not only that, but have you seen the freaking CGI on that thing? You mean you mean to tell me there wasn't a production mishap going on in there? Um, yeah, that's hilarious. Uh, what else was there? Um, what other super movie, superhero movie came out recently? Uh, a bunch of other rewrites. As Guardians. Well. Guardians. Guardians. Guardians is a darn near perfect film. I let me ask you something. Let me, let me ask you something. So here's the thing. Uh, obviously, you know, when you're making a live action movie, you need to be, everyone needs to be together in person. Uh, and, and you would know more about this, which is why I'm excited to ask you. In animation, could it all really be done for people working remotely from home? I mean, don't they need access to higher tech computers that probably aren't laptops? 
and probably at their office or, you know, I'm sure you can take a computer tower home. I'm sure there's a lot of technology that it's not so simple to work from home, work remote. And I'm sure it's easier when you have directors and other people in the room that you're spitballing. I mean, I work in financial services industry and I, you know, am free to work from home as much as I want, but I prefer to be in the office to be collaborating, spitballing with, uh, you know, with, with my peers and collaborators. Um, no, the technology is definitely there. Uh, it's 1000% there. Um, not even just in the uh, the space of movies, but video games as well. A lot of video games are going to the direction of like having storytelling. And there's so many voice actors out there. Like there are a lot of voice actors that are very, very talented and like they don't have roles. They don't have things like, you know, they, they don't have like, they don't have jobs. Um, right. I have know. noticed that like in video games, they keep using the same guys. It's, it's, it's always seemed odd to me. I'm sure there's a ton out there that are very talented that could use roles, but they keep using the same people. And yeah. that always felt weird. Yeah, I don't think, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily think that the issue is a matter of the, the uh, live action casting or whatever. Like, I mean, because like when you think of the masterpieces that we were gifted with and for the first 11 years of the MCU, I think the bottom barrel issue is that the stories suck balls. Yep. And 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 if and if and like prime example, right? We get the Batman, which is a really good story, really good. Well, I think it is very long as, yeah, as I've been watching it more and more. But a very talented lead actor, very talented supporting actors, a really great tone and story. The movie and, and the movie does well, and fans and fans in in the general sense mostly like it. There's no drama. There's no VFX issues. It's a very simple movie, but does well, and I think that is issue. I and um and um so James Gunn, uh, Darren had an interview um with he was on um who was that guy? Rosenbaum? Michael Rosenbaum. Yeah. He played Lex Luthor yeah. on Smallville. Exactly. So he was on his uh, podcast, and the one thing that James Gunn said is that he said he said superhero f- uh, fatigue is not is not the issue he said the issue was that a lot of these directors and writers they walk into these rooms and they and they treat superhero content like it's like it's they're making their own lore like they're making their own movie they're not they're not following by the bible which is you know for them the comics and 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 he also said a lot of these like directors and writers aren't doing research on the characters and and they also are focusing on crazy action beats and crazy power things, but but they're not focusing on the actual plot of the film, and that is why you know I believe like a lot of you know these uh, these uh, these uh, projects have been falling off. And then when we get Spider Verse, where the animation is top tier, um, and I go lie, I think the animation uh, for um, the uh, Spider Verse is super overrated. I think like I, I like to me it is low key mid, but that's a topic for another day. Um, that's- but- I'm gonna lie. I also do want to remind you that majority of the lines recorded for Spider Verse, both movies, were the actors individually acting. Not a lot of the times that they have the other actors in the room to act with them. Just wanted to mention that. Yeah, yeah for that's sure. A, for that's sure. A, actually, great insight and, and crazy to hear. Exactly. You really think about that. That's a lot more difficult. Oh yeah, but as I said, I I do think that if 
there was no lack of like um, treating the stories in Marvel and DC and Star Wars with tender loving care, we wouldn't be having this combo at the moment. Just saying, because because when Marvel was at its peak, we never said this ever. Right. We only started having these combos after, you know, we started getting trash uh, content for the past what five years? What, how many years has it been now it's since it's since Endgame? Twenty nineteen. Uh, yes, it's twenty nineteen. So it's, like it's almost years. five years. Almost four years. You know what else is interesting? Like, so listen, I like I said, I think animation taking over from live action is crazy. I don't think that will ever happen, but. I will say, I, I I think it was Anthony Mackie, and I know that one or two Marvel actors agreed with him, you know, and he was kind of saying how he feels like the death of the movie star. Like, you know, back in the day, people were going to see an Al Pacino movie, a Robert De Niro movie, you know, maybe even a Johnny Depp movie. And uh, sometime after 2010, that kind of stopped being the case. And I think it's interesting now because you don't go to the movie and think like, even with Oppenheimer, I'm not going to see a Killian Murphy movie. I'm going to see a Christopher Nolan movie. Who's the director. He's not an actor. So like, you know, I, I think that argument could be used for Darren's point, even though I don't agree with Darren's point. Yeah. Okay. All right, so I think we've hit a, a part on the on the, the spider Darren, I need you to just to uh, give me another uh, thing because you, you made a really good point in our group chat earlier. So we're going to talk about the Craven trailer for a moment. Darren, can you talk about your whole anti-hero thing about how you hate how they're – yeah, can you just go into that? I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm also eating my dinner as well. I'm sorry. I'm um, sorry, bro. First thing first, I want to point out, I've been thinking about it. It's kind of crazy that – um, Venom Carnage was not rated R, but this is rated R, which makes no sense. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, um, yeah. My whole thing about anti-heroes is that um, I know that like there was this big old there's this big trend that like oh not everything is so black and white, um, but I think some things do have to be black and white, right? Some some villains have to legitimately be villainous. Not every villain has to have a super deep backstory about how they're they're saving the world in their own way. Like that was great with Thanos and stuff like that, but I mean, look what Guardian, look what Guardians Three did, right? They have a villain that is one thousand percent unredeemable. But did anybody hate him? No, not whatsoever. Um, I think I think that can only that only does well with villains who are who legitimately have that type of background. It was a bit of a stretch with Venom. He does kind of have an antihero saga after his whole deal with Peter Parker, not necessarily before that. But Craven never has an anti-villain antihero arc. If anything, he's the one who pushes Spider-Man to his darkest points, i.e. Craven's last time, right? So it's just like to make him an anti-hero and also take away the whole the whole Russian accent thing. That that's to, so to that's not Craven. I actually would challenge that. I don't know if you read. Oh, I'm, I think it was the. I don't know what it was called. I'm blanking on the name. Oh, Hunted, Hunted. So in oh, okay. a yeah, recent, yeah, yeah. yeah, and I forget the like specifics of it uh, it was great though it's a recent nick spencer comic event within his very long spider-man run uh amazing spider-man i highly recommend that run by the way but you know towards the end of like the whole thing which he did, which was a very like villainous he like basically locked uh spider-man and a bunch of other people in central park in manhattan it was crazy 
but like he kind of like in a way understood Spider-Man a little more and was like, you know, you're all right. And, and he kind of like had respect for him at the end. And I think that in the last hunt, which is epic, you know, yes, he was a villain in that. But I think in the more recent comics, he kind of has a bit more of an anti-hero side. But, you know, like if you're just going off the last hunt, which is obviously the iconic OG, I, I could see why you would think that. But even if that is the case, it's just like that's that's after years and years of constant encounters with Spider-Man. Right. That's a valid point. It's a valid that's, point. That, 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 this is our first introduction to Craven. Yeah. You know, so I, I don't know. And they also did the same thing with Morbius. I get Morbius does have this oh, kind yeah. of like anti-hero thing going on. But like, so I think the reason they're doing this and, and it's not a good reason. Uh, I think the reason they're doing this is because they're making these movies without Spider-Man and they're trying to sell these characters as the protagonist. And we don't really get villain movies. So audiences aren't used to villain movies. And I think it's their way of kind of watering it down from a villain to an anti-hero as a way of selling us, the viewer, at these characters as a protagonist. That yeah, because that, that's a yeah. great way of thinking about things. Yeah. I, and and nice. I'm not going to say this to like juxtapose you, but more so to juxtapose the studio. Because um, that's a fair point. I'm not. And you're obviously talking from the perspective of the studio, not necessarily yourself. I'm right. Right. It's um, not what I would want. I just exactly I think that's their perspective. Yeah, but I, I think I think the juxtapose that is just like, well, I mean, that could be a great pull to get people into the movies. Wow, look, a, a villain movie. You know, nobody's never done that before. Right, but it's not really a villain movie. It's an anti-hero movie. Like you know, and you know, I, listen, I loved the Venom, the first one. The second one, eh, um, you know, but I think that like with Sony, you know, they've made a lot of good Spider-Man movies. And I think people forget that when talking about the villain spinoff verse or whatever you want to call it. And the SUMC, yeah. The SUMC. And don't get me wrong. I, I think it's like a crime. And don't get me wrong. I'm going to go see Craven. I thought the trailer actually looked pretty good. I didn't watch it in full and like pay attention to everything because I had a lot of things going on. But um, I think it's like a crime because I think that creating these villain movies is doing a disservice to Spider-Man as a whole. Like, yeah. are they going to make, you know, Kevin Feige less likely to, I think I already said I think they're going to use Venom based on the post credits, but are we less likely to see Craven? Are we less likely to see? We're definitely not seeing Morbius because people hated that movie, you know. Um, and like they're going to keep doing this. They're going to keep wasting villains if that's how you know Kevin Feige sees it. And for what? These movies aren't even doing what that well. Like, yeah, it's right. just it, it's a shame. And, and that's why you need someone like James Gunn who cares about the integrity of the characters and their stories. Yeah. Absolutely. That's the sad thing. It's like these villains is like separated from Spider-Man is such a, it's so disrespectful in my opinion, especially when it comes to Venom. I can't tell you how pissed off mm -hmm. they first announced it. Venom oh, by shame. Like it made yeah. no sense to me. I'm like, bro, that that storyline between Peter and and Eddie Brock, Spider Man, Venom, like that's some of the best stories. The like, David Michelini. 
Oh my gosh, yes, yep. yes. It's yep. like the, the, those are some great stories, and I think when they they screw up Spider Man three, it's like okay, now I'm waiting for you guys to actually do it right, and so like, it just it, it that pissed me off to no end when I saw. Yeah, it. and then and, and then. And then they tease us by putting Eddie Brock in the MCU, and the fans are like getting excited. And now, yeah, it's, it's weird. It's right, weird. It's, right. it's weird how how they're how they're uh, going to freaking do things. But I think that at the end of the day, Sony like Sony has like they're just idiotic with, with this stuff. And then I mean, there's even this Madam Web movie that's coming out that's going to be connected. Apparently, what is going to happen is beyond the Spider Verse is going to basically catapult this madam web movie that's coming out and they're trying to build this whole stuff with that so it's just <sighs> sony needs to sell them rights man <laughs> no, there's no other way around it bro sony and, needs bro, to sell them rights over bro i don't i don't so i don't agree that far because i like i said i think they've done a great job with the spider-man movies you know they're responsible for the the home trilogy they're responsible for Sam Raimi trilogy. They're responsible for Tasm one and two. You know, I, I bro, think they bro, Kevin Feige does all the writing. Yeah, but there's they still do a lot. I mean, and like what? Like what? I mean, I mean, do you do you not remember the original deal that Sony had? Was that Marvel made the movie, but Sony made all of the money? That's how we almost lost Spider Man and the MCU because of that very fact. And then they had to work out a deal where um, Disney's making or where Marvel um. Studios is is making some profit, you know, like like the the wild like the wild thing that is that, that is happening is that Sony and and for some reason Venom made five hundred and six million dollars, which just or Venom two made five hundred and six six mil, Venom one made eight hundred mil. It just sends me how these movies are going to be successful. Morbius failed, and Craven is going to be even worse. Craven is going to be so like it's going to be Shazam. Like bro, I don't think people understand Shazam made thirty million. In the opening weekend, do you know how bad that is yeah. to make thirty million in in an opening weekend? I know, I know. So, you know this uh, yeah. this uh, the, the, this movie's going to flop. Aaron Taylor's uh, career is going to suffer because of this as well. He might not even get the James Bond role because of this trash film. Um, yeah. so, you know it happens. Uh, but I mean, the trailer itself was just mid, in uh, my opinion. You know, the, the lion's blood dripping in him, and now he can communicate with animals. Jungle Aquaman. That's what I just I call him. He has long hair. Uh, you know, it's it, it's nothing really uh really uh, special. But they're probably going to put Morbius or 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 Eddie Brock in this film to try to connect that that SUMC. And yeah. Yeah. And by and, the way, Madam Web is a really dope character. Like they, it's crazy to me because like. You know, she's a lesser known character that they totally could have used in the within the MCU because she like has her powers have a good theatrical effect, I feel like. Um, you know, bro, so the only weird. reason I would see that is because Sydney Sweeney is in it. Let's be yeah. honest, but she, she has, a good, <laughs> I, I think she could see into the future and like it's actually really cool. I've actually yes. really enjoyed some comics with her. And yes, so usually, like, is... sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say, and usually, like when there's like a character that I don't really know of, I'm kind of like, oh, like this is gonna be whack. And when she was involved, I forget in what, but I was like, damn, she's actually <clears throat> pretty dope. That movie might actually be cool. Um, you yeah. Know... So, so hold on, bro. So the the leak is for the Madam Web movie is that. Um, it's it's basically going to be about a bunch of Marvel villains trying to go back and kill Peter Parker when he was a baby, 
And that's how she's gonna, and then she's gonna try to, <laughs> she's gonna try to stop him. That's from killing like, baby Peter Parker. <laughs> that sounds like an embarrassing story, like a disaster waiting to happen, bro. Like Sydney Sweeney so, should, she should have waited oh, to get God. a real character in the MCU or the DCU because she but they probably paid her the bag, though. They probably paid her the bag. That's why, bro. They be paying yeah, actors stupid money. That that's that's a dumb choice. I, I don't care how much they're paying because. Being a legit character in the DCU or MCU is worth way more in the long run than a couple extra mil up front. It's I so agree. dumb. Yep. Like, some All people right. just don't know yeah. how to make like choices. It's unbelievable. I agree. I agree, bro. All right, so next topic, guys. I want to hear you guys' opinion. So basically, Cass – so there was a rumor that came out today that Cassie Lang and Cassie. Kate – I was like Cassie, sorry. Cassie Lang and Kate – Bishop are going to be in King Dynasty. Okay, and so this was also connected to another rumor that I came across earlier was that apparently Kate Bishop is going to be. All right, first off, how do y'all feel about this Captain Marvel movie that's coming out that we kind of forget about and then it's going to flop when we see one photo on Instagram. It's going it's to bad. Flop. It's, it's going to flop. It's bad that no one's talking about it. It's going to flop. I I personally it will not be seeing that in theaters. I'm gonna just. <laughs> I'm gonna just let everybody else go ahead and see it because it's like, I, to me, that the first one already wasn't that great to me. Like that was just a meh movie to me, and so I just like I'm I, I me like Carol Carol Danvers like and Brie Larson. This just like eh, like it doesn't interest me. It doesn't interest me, you know. So I, I don't know. I just feel like it's gonna flop. I, I don't see it succeeding. I hope it does well. I, I always hope Marvel movies do well, except for Love and Thunder. Um, Lord you know, Jesus, yeah, no, that was a terrible. I, I I thought that was important to send the message that this Taika bullshit is not accepted. Um, but you know, <laughs> you hate Taika Waititi, bro. I hate him, hate him with a passion, and I am passionate. Uh, you know, but I do think I I think it's a problem for Marvel that no one's talking about this movie because right now everyone has been talking about how the quality in the MCU has been going down for some time. They finally get a massive hit on their hands with guardian volume three guardians, volume three and people like it's not holding over into the next project for them. People aren't talking about secret invasion. It looks amazing. People aren't talking about captain Marvel. We don't even know if it looks good or if it doesn't, you know. And the other thing about Captain Marvel that's a bad thing for Marvel, too, is people aren't talking about it and Miss Marvel's in it. And they invested a ton into her putting this new actress who is amazing onto Disney Plus. We all know how much they care about Disney Plus and how they invested into it. And you would think that that would be the payoff would be in Captain Marvel. But no, no one's talking about it. And. The fact is, Secret Invasion looks amazing. Like, I think that's going to be a banger. It's one of my favorite Marvel stories. I'm sure it's going to be entirely different. It has to be different in a, you know, six-episode series. But, you know, what gives? I mean, when – what's it going to take? And when will Marvel's glory return? What do you guys think? Let me know. Mm, So, actually, on your point about Secret Invasion, because that is a phenomenal storyline. I agree with you there 100%. I just feel Respect. like I, I feel like they kind of 
already are off to a rough start, in my opinion, because with Captain Marvel, how they interpreted interpreted the scrolls was just so poorly done, in my opinion. That yep. is like we're coming back to Secret Invasion, and now there is supposed they were supposed to do the storyline. Like I just I don't buy into that because of how they portrayed them in Captain Marvel. They made the scrolls good guys. Like and what like what in the world, bro? Like and, bro, and, and they made them look weak. Like exactly. they literally made them look like scoundrels out here, bro. My and point, they're yeah. not like that yep. in the comics. Yep, my point exactly. So yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't particularly mind the scroll change. I get why they did it, just because I feel like the first Miss Marvel movie needed some form of shock factor. Because, legitimately speaking, what exactly can you really do with a Miss Marvel movie other than just be a social justice, you know, movie? Well, she So, listen, I cannot stand that kind of stuff, but I will say. Miss Marvel wasn't really a social that, justice. That show was amazing. I yeah, no, and I wasn't that, that saying show it was. Great. I'm just saying, like beyond beyond any shock value that you can add to the movie, what other purpose would the movie have? <clears throat> so, and you know, you know, it's going to be like that because of Brie Larson. I mean, yeah. you know, she's probably the most of that of anyone in the MCU. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it still hits me how that movie finessed a billion. That still gets me. Yeah, that one was weird. Maybe she was just riding the Endgame hype, Brendan. I, I don't think. I, I don't think. I don't think that movie made a billion because it was great, which I did like it. I don't think it made the movie because of Endgame hype. I think it made the movie because it came out in a time where that kind of social justice thing was hot as hell. Also, as why much does Brendan look like, like yo? Also, why does Brendan like freaking Clark Kent? Uh, Right, right now. <laughs> Sorry. Anyways, uh, but yeah, dude. Uh, in, I, in regards to the the new Miss Marvel movie coming out, um, I have I am the Marvels about yeah. it. Oh, sorry, the Marvels. I'm optimistic about it. I like Iman Bellani. I I think she's great. She is. Um, I love Monica Rambeau. I'm just praying to the comic book lords above that it doesn't turn into a social justice movie because that would just ruin everything. Hundred um, percent. I hope that they build on her character. I think I think Miss Marvel started off really, really strong in the first three episodes and then kind of just went in the gutter right afterwards. Um, so I hope they build on her character a lot more. I hope they go into the whole um, what do they call it? Looks like the young the young Avengers thing that she forms. Young uh, just no, that's DC Children's young. Crusade. No, 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 no. I um, think it's called the Young Avengers. No, 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 no. It's with uh, it's with Miles Morales and Nova. Oh yeah, um, they were in the um, that they were actually. I was just watching the animated Avengers, and they literally were in the um, I can't think of the name though, but, but yeah, but but it was her. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Anyways, but, yeah. That team, I think yeah. if she does a team with like that, I I do want them to bring like a feet like a, a little like teenage kid vision. I think that'd be fun. Um, like where Vision comes back and he has a whole family with him, and that that whole deal. Um, are you are you are are, are you talking, you're not talking about the West Coast Avengers, right? No. Okay. So not on. the Ultimates or the Champions. The Champions. There you go. I okay. not a lot of people are a fan of those comics, but I was actually well, Chat GPT, baby. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, dude. But yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I hope it trails into something like that. But if it doesn't, it's fine. I'm gonna watch the first episode, and I think me watch or or not that first. I'll, I'll watch like the movie. I'll, I'll watch the movie, and then. We'll, we'll we'll see. I, yeah, I have low expectations, but high hopes. Yeah. yeah, I'll be honest, bro. Like I like when Monica Rambo was in Wanda Vision. I fell in love with Monica Rambo as a character. 
Um, I even liked her her mom in uh, Captain Marvel one. I thought she was super dope. Um, and thing though, who Monica Rambo? The mom. The mom. No, but she added emotional value. No, she, no, no, she no. Put she a good yeah, no, no. She was actually dope in the movie. Um, okay. I just, I like, I just, I just loved her relationship with like Carol. Their their friendship to me was like kind of dope. Yeah. Um, but anyways, and but and but like I've always been a Photon fan. Like since I was a kid. Like um, like my mom was a big Photon fan, so she has a bunch of like vintage Photon comics. That's at home. dope. Yeah, super cool. Um, I've tried to sell them. She won't allow me to. But anyways, so. The, the thing is this. I think that for the Marvels to work, Carol Danvers has to take a backseat in this film. And I think that Miss, Miss Marvel is going to eat up the whole entire film. That's what the trailer looks like. Um, and 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 Monica Rambeau doesn't really come off to me as like a character to eat up the, the movie. Just because the actress just doesn't. She seems really laid back. And even in WandaVision, like she, she, to me, she captured the screen without trying and to me like the the type of actress that brie larson is like brie like brie larson is like the vin diesel of marvel like she's literally the same like if if you have watched brie larson in captain marvel one into like avengers endgame she's literally the, like there's no change in her character whatsoever it's just the same person and i think it's going to be the same thing in the marvel's I think she's gonna be uh, like a little more jokey, but like as I said, man, I think that she's gonna have to take the the uh, back seat, and I think Miss Miss Marvel is going to freaking shine so hard in this movie. And um, the ending, I think, I think the end of this movie is is what is going to have fans hooked. And uh, um, some of the rumors, if are y'all finding here rumors like they might not be true, it might be changed because Marvel's getting delayed. But the rumor about the ending is that Monica Rambo is going to end up being on Earth 838 at the end of this movie with her mom. And basically this is going to be prepping us for the King Dynasty which which is going to be a war between the 838 universe and the um and the um and our 616 because basically the whole Illuminati is dead, and apparently, like Monica Rambeau is probably going to find out that her mother died to the Scarlet Witch, and basically, the Avengers on Earth A three eight are going to basically uh, give the smoke to the six ones, or not to the six one six. We are not in the six one six, but to the MCU uh, universe. So, as I, said, I think that there's potential for what it can lead to. It just has to be set up the right way. And so, the villain in this movie also seems very underwhelming. It, 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 is she the daughter of um, Ronan? Who's the villain? It's a girl, but she had Ronan the uh, she had Ronan's a uh, hammer thing. Oh Ooh, yeah, yeah. It, I don't think it's his daughter, but it's another accuser. I'm pretty sure. Like, yeah, it's a random villain, bro. Yeah. Um, I'm I said they swapped the gender for this villain. Apparently, like it was, it's supposed to be a dude, but yeah, they swapped it. I'm starting to believe that villains matter less and less and less in these movies um, because of how much they're trying to pack in with all these uh, different characters and stuff like that. I feel like the le- the, vel- the villain is and should be less of a priority because of how much character that needs, to, like how much character work needs to be done. They're not capable of making a project nowadays without introducing a new female character. 
it's like unbelievable. Um, you know, it, it, it's crazy. So, of course, that there was a trifecta coming along somewhere, you know. Um, but, you know, I do think that what's interesting is that they're going to go to a universe that the Illuminati is already dead because I and I mentioned this to Stevie the other day. I think that an MCU universe Illuminati is inevitable. And I think it's inevitable because if we are heading into Secret Wars, a big storyline, shout out Jonathan Hickman, uh, you know, who, by the way, is returning to Marvel. He has an Ultimates series called Ultimates Evasion coming out tomorrow. Super hype. If you read comics, you already know the biz. Already uh, ordered. Sorry. Banging. Um, so I emailed my shop today. But here's the thing. They... And I've spoken about this many times, but if you haven't heard, I'll run it through you real quick. So, you know, leading into that Secret Wars storyline, the 2015 Secret Wars storyline, Tony Stark, spoiler warning, Tony Stark forms the Illuminati behind Captain America's back. On that Illuminati, you have Tony Stark, Iron Man, Black Bolt, Namor, T'Challa, Black Panther, uh, Reed Richards, and... um, there's one more uh, I'm blanking. Oh, Dr. Strange. So, you know, and their mission was to research and figure out how to protect their earth from incursions. Secret Wars is born. That storyline is born out of incursions. So I don't think that. And, and I think if they're going to introduce the. Uh. Sorry, the a dead Illuminati via photon in the eight three eight universe. I think that's their way of introducing the Illuminati to the MCU's audience, like us, the viewers. Well, not us because we read comics, but you know the regular guys that don't read comics but watch all the Marvel stuff. And then I think you know that movie is going to ha- leave people thinking about well. Doesn't our universe have an Illuminati? And I think we're going to see an Illuminati be formed. And I have to guess that that Illuminati will, you know, be at least split 50-50 amongst gender. So, you know, it could be Captain Marvel, Photon, uh, Miss Marvel who, who are on it and they learn about it through Photon. I don't know. Um, but I think it's interesting that, the Illuminati is going to be introduced uh, based on the ending of that movie and what's to come of it. So I do think those characters might have something to do with the Illuminati, but I really want to come up with a full theory for it because it's interesting. The Illuminati is dope. Any Marvel Illuminati story is banging. Um, If you're interested in it, definitely check it out. Yeah. I got to hop off y'all, but it was good topping it up with you guys. All right, brother. Peace out. All right. Thanks for coming on. Peace out. Peace. But yeah, man. So as I said, you know, like with Kate and Cassie Lang coming in, uh, in uh, the Marvels. As I said, I mean, it's cool. I'm not really tripping about it. We'll just see what happens. Like, I love Kate. Um, I actually love the Hawkeye show. Uh, by the way, me too. Me too. I really like that show. Um, I, I think both Jer- of them are great. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I, I didn't really, li- I didn't really like, I didn't really like Cassie Lang in it. I don't like Cassie. Be honest. Lang. Yeah, me either. I, I didn't did. like her. I liked her. She was pretty annoying. Plus, where were her wings? And that just drives me crazy. There were no wings on her. But maybe yeah. she'll. Get them uh, in the next time we see her. But yeah, man, I, 
as I love Kate Hilly Hilly Seinfeld. I go watch her all day long, man. So hey, man, I hope that we see more and more of her. Jeremy Renner already talked about saying that he's ready to come back as Hawkeye. So I'm I'm ready to go, man. I'm ready to go for this Hawkeye season two. And okay, so I want to talk about this Deadpool three stuff, and then we can talk about Jen, Jensen Ackles Batman, and then we're done here. Okay, so uh, there, so apparently there are going to be multiple variants of Wolverine in Deadpool three. Um, another thing that I can attach to that <clears throat> is that apparently a, a different version of Hawkeye is going to be in Deadpool as well. That that I heard. Um, I, obviously they've already heard our uh, opinions on Deadpool three. Brendan, I know you're a big Deadpool fan. Darren, I know you love Deadpool. Darren, how do you feel about that that Deadpool three? Are you like excited about it? I have been saying this before even Deadpool oh 3 was announced. Oh, God. This story better be Deadpool kills the Marvel Universe. Or I think Fox this Universe. is the perfect opportunity to bring this storyline in. I also think it's a perfect perfect way to bring the X-Men in nonchalantly. I, 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 think, I, I, think, I think Kevin Feige has had, had a really hard time uh, trying to find a way to bring the bring mutants into the MCU. I know they sprinkled it in through a couple of their different series, but it's kind of hard to believe that mutants would pop up out of nowhere, really. Um, I, I I wholeheartedly believe that mutants have existed throughout this entire time. Um, and this this is the absolute slam dunk way of doing it. And it's it audiences are going to love it. You, you just have Ryan Reynolds just, you know, killing everybody in the Marvel Universe and eventually showing up in Kevin Feige's doorstep and then, you know, chopping it up with him. That'd be amazing. Audiences would love it. And it's fan service in a way that I think services um, the the story. Uh, it, it, it's, it's straight up there in the comic book. So you're right? saying that, like, it's more of him killing the Fox universe? That too. That too. And it's a really coy way of doing things and having him transition into the actual MCU. Um they can be very blunt about it. They can be very coy about it, and just have have overall a good time. I think I think it's something that could really, you know, give audiences just, just a fun time at the movie theater, not take something seri- super seriously, but still have serious repercussions for the rest of the MCU. Yeah, Brendan, bro, how do you how do you feel about it? I know you're a Deadpool fan. Are you on COD? Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, but it, it's funny you see you mention that because that's the same exact thing I've been thinking about. Um, to point to that comic book. Um, I think we talked about it one day. We were sitting at dinner table at Mike's house, and we were talking about it at one point way back um, about the whole entire conspiracy theory with Deadpool. Because so you did bring it up back then before Deadpool three. So I can definitely, uh, you definitely have that there. But I'm definitely excited when it comes to that whole opportunity. Hopefully, it actually does happen um, where he does kill uh, the Marvel universe. Yeah, Why man, do you I guys agree. want the Marvel universe to die? Doesn't have to I be him, the MCU. Yeah. Could, I want him could, to kill the fox. Could be the fox. I want him to kill the fox. Fair, fair. Fair. Or, or the Sony universe. I'm cool with either one. Either yeah. those two. <laughs> the Sony universe, the villain. <laughs> yeah, kill them all, man. And and bro, while he's at it, he 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 can kill the freaking uh the freaking Arrowverse too. While he's at it, bro, just <laughs> kill them all, man. And the DCEU to take them all out. But yeah, man, I am I am really excited for uh Deadpool three, man. And like the whole idea of the TVA going to the 2000s, and we're going to like get a whole memory. Of just the original X Men and Deadpool's going to kill them all. I hope that happens because, and I hope that we, because obviously we know that the original X Men are coming back. I pray to God, and I'm more than sure that we're going to see them in actual comet accurate suits. That's going to be the one thing because you know I'm a costume guy, so I'm really excited to see like a comic book accurate Storm, 
and those type of people. Um, okay, so the last thing of the night is Jensen Ackles is Batman. Okay, so if you don't know, now you know. Jensen Ackles is voicing Batman in the animated movies for right now, and he has a pretty dope Batman voice. Um, I don't know if you guys know, but they had, but um, there was a big, um, there was a, a movie called Justice, I think it was Justice League, Doom, or the one of those. But basically, um, Darkseid basically killed the whole entire Justice League, or he basically like destroyed them all. The Flash reset the DC universe again for no apparent reason, and we are we are introduced into this new uh, DC universe. A Supergirl movie just came out. I'm not sure if you guys know, but there was an animated Green Lantern movie introducing John Stewart, which is also awesome. James Gunn has been involved in all of these, and he's going to be using this animated. Uh, Being where my power was good. Wait, wait, come on. Uh, I thought you just said the John Stewart Green Lantern animated movie was good. Yeah, the one that just came out like through like. Yeah. Yeah, six months ago. Oh, oh wow. it was amazing. Oh, I gotta watch it. I gotta yeah. watch it. Now there's something that, that that I do hate because they made Hal Jordan the villain, which I thought was super whack. But they've done that multiple times in the comics. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. But yeah. But I I I get it because they're making John Stewart the guy, so I get it. Um. And but the way they made him the villain, it totally makes sense. But then, um, and then I just got done by Water Supergirl weeks ago. I love that animated film as well. And I, I like Superman going back to the like old original suit, all that stuff. Batman. Did you guys watch the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, long Halloween part one and part two? Hell yeah. Those animated, those animated movies were fire. Jensen Ackles was all those. So Jensen Ackles basically expressed that he wants to be Batman and um, me personally, I've been saying for months that I want Jensen Ackles to play uh, Batman because we are going to need a older Batman than Pattinson because we are getting introduced to Damian Wayne in this Batman Brave and the Bold movie. Um, and I think Jensen Ackles will be the, the perfect guy. He has the voice. He's not too old. He's still fit. He can still move. Um, I think that's a guy that you could uh, build around. Do, do you guys have any casting ideas for this new Batman? Yeah. I want the kid who played Ashtray in Euphoria to play Damian Wayne. He looks the part. I didn't watch Euphoria. Perfect. But oh, great, great. I'm, I'm going to look up the kid's name right now. Hold on. Darren, do you have anyone for any uh, castings of Batman, Robin, or Nightwing? I want Tom Holland to play Batman. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> this is him, by the way. Oh, that kid? Yeah. Oh yeah, he died right in the end. Or he died at like the end of the season. Yeah, big spoiler, but yeah. Cool. <laughs> uh, I I don't really particularly care who plays Batman. I'm more interested in who's going to be playing the Damian Wayne character. I have yet to find an actor that I think that could really do that well. Because the problem with Damian Wayne is that you have to balance being like a bratty kid, but also somebody you can root for. That was a big problem with Damian Wayne when he first came out into the comics. I, for one, was a fan of him when he first appeared, um, yeah. unlike a lot of people. But um, that's something that's really, really hard to balance as an actor is having that fair point. side of Damien of saying, like, oh, I think I'm better than you. I've been trained to be an assassin, yada, yada, yada. But then also be kind of endearing and have the audience root for him as well. Right, yeah, right. That, that makes sense. Definitely. Honestly, bro, that son of Batman animated movie saved Damian Wayne as a character. Like, I don't... I don't. I don't think that Damian Wayne was because I hated Damian Wayne when he first came on in comics, and then when I watched Son of Batman, he's one of my favorite Robins, like like ever, you know. So yeah, yeah. um, and it, it it is gonna be hard to find a kid that can act that well. The, the and um, so you know, I have I have my 
Um, I have my thoughts, but um, I would love Jacob Elordi to play Nightwing. That's a good call. That's a good call. I originally wanted him to be uh, Batman, but I think he would make for a great Nightwing. You know, he would be great for a lot of roles. That kid could act. I agree. Um, so any of the versatile look. Exactly. So as I said, man, I I think that I think that there's a lot of things that you you can do with this um with this new Batman uh franchise. The only thing that I'm going to say is. I think Brave and the Bold is going to be so good that no one's going to care about Pattinson's Batman anymore, because because this Batman is going to be building so much with the Bat family, and you know we're going to be getting Barbara Gordon get down the line. Batman is going to smash it all. We're going to see that. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But like, but like, we are going to, going, to, going to be getting the extended Bat family, and then when you go to Pattinson, and they're like kind of not building anything there, it's like how how am I going to give a crap about what they're doing here versus you know. We're getting like the family, you know, like Batman. You know, it's like it's going to yeah, be hard to I, see what they're going to do there. I think. I mean, I th- I think for me, I'm going to be interested in both. I really love the Batman, and listen, we're going to be getting that much more Batman. Batman's the goat. He's like the greatest superhero ever. I'm. Mean, how could you not want more Batman? Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. We'll I, see. I, uh, the one thing that I do wish that we do get in this new Batman is I've always been a fan of the more stoic Batman where he's kind of just like, he's a tier above everybody else, you know, where everybody kind of just looks at him. And is like, Oh yeah, that's, that's freaking Batman. Yeah. He's him. Um, yeah. Where he's feared, not necessarily because he's instilling fear, or like having to like intimidate anybody on purpose, but it's just that aura that radiates that he's Batman, you know? Yeah. Um, I'm Batman. Yeah, that's that's the only thing that I wasn't a fan of with the whole patented Batman. It's just like he felt more Red Hood to me than Batman. Um, oh, yeah, but that. yeah, but yeah. So I see that's your point, bro. But I do think that was on purpose. I do think that is a part of the arc because I because I believe that the whole point of the first movie was to show that his tactic was fear. His tactic was being this aggressive child you know and by the end of the, the movie we see that batman finally understands that i can't make change by being this aggressive angry douchebag i have to actually like try to understand the people I, I have to actually try to help the people so i do think that we are going to see a really big change in batman's attitude and in just batman as a character in this in this next movie i think that a lot of a lot of people downplay how beginner Matt Reeves showed this Batman, and from Matt Reeves, Matt Reeves like interviews, he basically said like we're going to begin like almost a brand new character in like Batman too, because he's going to have so much more experience. So, I'm I am very excited to see like the growth that Pattinson is going to get, you know, like with the new hair and all this stuff. He's really not going to be gothic Batman in this uh, next one, so kind of excited to see what he does there. I agree. So, but. All right, guys, I'm going to end it here. We're almost at an hour 30. Thank you guys so much for watching and listening. Please do me a favor, like, subscribe, and ring the notification bell so you know what we post. Um, the audio we will be posted up tomorrow on Spotify and Apple Podcasts as well. Um, you know, follow my boy Darren. Follow Brendan. You know, they're on, they're on Instagram. If you, if you got smoke with, with them, bring it to them. I'm going to be posting clips from, from what Darren said because that's obviously going to get buzz about him hitting live action and then he's – and then I'm actually going to have to defend his point on TikTok, which sucks. But, anyways, <laughs> but thank you guys so much. Have a wonderful night. Peace out.